talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wiser. Well, welcome back to Fight Club, everyone. We're super happy to have you back with us this Tuesday morning. You can see we have an amazing guest with us today, Dom. We're going to have some super exciting conversations. He got my gears going yesterday, and I was already working in our brief conversation we had yesterday. So I can't wait for the knowledge that he's about to bring to you guys in all areas of, you know, from marketing to systems to operations to finances. So um, we're really excited to have you all here with us today. And just a brief little reminder about what Fight Club is. So we're here to help you fight for your business. We're four industry experts with a guest today who is able to bring you knowledge to help your business thrive during this time period. So we have the areas of marketing, systems, operations, and finances. Just one little reminder on that. And we'll briefly go around one more time and introduce ourselves. So I am Taylor Maroney, and I co-own a power washing company with my husband here in South Florida. And I've also been in marketing for about five years. So I'm very excited to talk about all things marketing today. Awesome. Dom, tell us who you are and what brought you here today. We're so excited. <laughs> all right. My name is Dominique Williams. I'm a... Uh founder and CEO of CNC Cleaning Services, which is a cleaning company based out of central Indiana. And I've also um, started a software company called Hire Who that helps uh, streamline and automate your hiring process. And today I'm excited to go over um, how we were able to uh, manage our way through the COVID, you know, COVID pandemic and whatnot with uh, commercial contracts and our commercial side of our cleaning company. So excited to talk about that. We're, we're so excited to have you, Dom. Uh, yesterday, we always do like an agenda meeting the day before our actual Facebook Live. And yesterday, you really got all of our gears going. Um, and some of the, like, we thought we were going to go like a recruiting direction because you have this awesome software platform that does all of that, you know, uh, what do you call it? You call it um, automating. Streamlining, automatic applicant tracking system. Applicant, he said, yeah, he's like abbreviation, ATS, applicant tracking system, but it's all automated. It's all streamlined. Everything works seamlessly. You set it up once and you basically get to forget it and it's going to, you know, funnel all of your applicants. So we all came into that meeting yesterday thinking like, yeah, of course, that's what we're going to talk about. Like everybody we know is hiring and looking for somebody. And then Dom drops this like bomb and he's like, no, I think we should talk about commercial contracts and how they got me through coronavirus. And we were all like... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, let's talk about that. Wow. Okay. So uh, my name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online and uh, the owner of Likes Accounting Company in Northern California. I also co-own a window cleaning and gutter cleaning company. And um, and yeah, that's, that's who I am and what I'm doing. I'm really excited to be here. And I love saying welcome to Fight Club. <laughs> and I'm Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars. And we place remote customer service rock stars in your business, home services of all kind we support, including cleaning companies. And I also run a business called the Safe Distance Service Association, which helps companies identify that they're using safe practices in this time. So those two businesses, and we're gonna talk about systems today with Dom and how he's navigated this, uh, this crazy time. So welcome to Fight Club. Hi, and I'm Martha Woodward, founder of Level Up, Build Teams That Give a Shit. And if I'm not mistaken, Dom, you're in this current class, right? 
Yes, because I'm kind of <laughs> Have you done your homework? I I have. So I I I've done the um we did the survey over the weekend. Is that part of the homework to figure out yes. what my team wants? Yay. Yes. Yeah, so we we did the survey. I'm waiting on like 60% of people to respond though. So that's the bad manager survey. <laughs> yeah, so I used the bad manager survey, but I've also added some other things um as far as like what they want to be incentivized and things like that. So so yeah. The bad yeah. manager survey made me so nervous. I was like, really, Martha, you want me to do that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always say they're thinking it. If you don't ask, you don't know, and you're not going to like talk them into whatever they're thinking. They're just going to tell you. So anyway, but uh, other than the Level Up program, I am co-founder of Quality Driven Software, and I have a maid service in another state, and that poor maid service doesn't get a lot of attention from me anymore, but uh, it, it, it's there to drive us forward. Um, and we're going to be talking, Dom, about some things as far as like how commercial employees are different than residential and that you're hiring a different avatar. And I'm going to warn you that I thought of something else I want to ask you about. So uh, you you can't say I sprung it on you because like 20 minutes. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to talk to you about like how it is to work with family because i know uh, yeah <laughs> that's a good one it really a is a good one. and uh i thought about the fact that your mom your mom's office manager isn't she she's, she's like the field manager yeah yeah and yeah. so um i know many of my friends who employ family members and I know that is its own unique challenge. And I mean, it can be a blessing and it can be a curse. So I want to talk about that when we get to the employee side. Yep. Okay. I'll, I'll remember. Okay. <laughs> cool. I He's in the office, so I can't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. Well, looks, looks like we got some really great, um, fun topics, ones we were prepared for, ones that were kind of sprung upon us today. But I think that last one's going to be a fun one, Martha. I know for yeah. myself, my husband and I co-own the company together. Right. Absolutely. It's going to be a learning experience and we're starting down that track right now. But um, as far as marketing, I want to know all the things, Dom, about how you went about your commercial contracts. Because this is one of the biggest questions I used to get when I did work for a marketing company is how, how do you get commercial contracts? How do we get those government contracts? Or how do I get the, you know, the, the shopping center down the road to give me a phone call to make sure I can get in to do their cleanings, whether, whether it's exterior, whether it's interior for different homes, um, or excuse me, not homes, but businesses you know, what is that process? Do I have to be on SEO? Do I have to be on ads? You know, I, the questions would always vary, but it seems like you've got it figured out. So I'm interested to hear what, what your process is. So for the marketing side of it, um, we, we definitely do SEO and we definitely do Google ads. That's probably the number one thing that we do for commercial, we, we, we do Facebook ads and, and we do those things and, and we may, you know, run ads for commercial, but we don't see a lot of uh, success there. Most of the success from when, when people are calling in and they're doing um, inquiring about commercial, most of it's coming from Google. Um, so that's the most success we've seen. Um, 
but I would say the number one way we drive up business is by reaching out. So like we do post-construction too, which is not something we talked about yesterday, but we do post-construction that's a portion of our commercial. And if I'm driving and I see a building going up, there's no reason why, you know, we can't stop there and have a conversation with, you know, the construction manager or the project manager, send them donuts and just different things like that, because those are very big projects. <laughs> those are very big projects, you know? So it's definitely worth um, starting that sales process early. Oh, I love that. You're hitting my heart, which is grassroots. I love grassroots. And for me, that's something that people forget about. It's, you know, getting in touch with your, you know, your networking groups, your local clientele and being face to face with them. Some business owners want to be removed from that. And what you're doing by putting yourself in that environment, like you said, bringing donuts, bringing cookies, bringing a small gift to that team allows you to put a little bit of a piece and kind of embed yourself in their mind as, okay, yeah, we need to give them that phone call once we're ready for that service. Cause you know, they took the time out of their day to stop in and speak to us. There's no reason we can't continue this conversation a little bit further. Correct. Yeah. Hmm. So once you've got them, so I'd like to talk about some sales stuff too, because okay. the marketing side is, is very, you're in line with exactly what I would always recommend to anyone. It's make sure you're starting an SEO campaign for the commercial side of your business. Um, that's where I know for myself and our, um, company, our power washing company, we get a lot of our commercial bids coming through, um, just Google organic. Cause people, they're business owners too. They're not going to waste your money on yeah. an ad click. I mean, if we're going to be completely honest, everyone knows that. Um, so you'll get some that may be not as familiar with the Google ads side thing. So it is worth having it up there, but definitely don't have any commercial, um, keywords for your SEO campaign. I highly recommend getting those added in. Um, but then now we, we've, you've stopped and talked to them in person, or you've gotten a call come in through Google or Google, um, organic, excuse me. How do you get them to, you know, to get the hook? What's, what's your, you know, your selling points, what's your agreements or your offers that you kind of give to them to really say, you know, absolutely. We're going to go with you, Dom, and you're definitely going to be our cleaning service here on out. So one of the things um, in, re in reference to like commercial, and, and I guess it just kind of depends on the client because we do some daytime commercial, but majority of our commercial accounts are in the evening time once the lights go out and things like that. So one of the things is everyone doesn't offer that. There's a lot of maid services. There's a lot of cleaning services that don't even do work after hours. So that's one thing. Um, the other thing is a lot of cleaning companies will hire staff and, you know, send them out in the field, give them the keys to different buildings. And, you know, they're just, they're gone, right? They, you don't see those employees that often. You don't do QCs and things like that. So one of the ways, obviously, we leverage quality driven and we talk to them about, you know, our survey process there. Um, and we try to, like, like I told you guys yesterday, we try to be as consistent as possible with that by sending those out monthly. But then the other thing that we do is we let them know, like, you know, um, we do have a, you know, evening supervisor that does go around and does pop-ups on jobs, not just when you guys are making complaints, but, you know, we're doing them proactively. So we're showing up even when there's not an issue, just checking things that we could work on. Cleaning companies do that. They just don't. Even on the residential side, there's not a lot of cleaning companies that even show up to their jobs anymore. And we do that. Um, I mean, we have a, you know, one of the other differences is um, a lot of the local businesses in this area, we're neighbors. Mm, I think we might have a little bit of audio. Do you guys still have Dom? Oh, oh no, Dom. he's frozen. 
He's the man got thought. Come back, Tom. I can hear you guys. Okay, it said my internet connection is unstable. Okay, so the other thing I said was that, you know, we do have like a uh, pretty nice size office right here in our local community. So a lot of the people here in Kokomo were neighbors too. So if I'm going to do a quote right around the corner, I was like, oh, no big deal. We're, you know, we're, we're two, three minutes from your, from your facility. You know, if we ever needed to run over, we could do that during the day. We got people that work during the day. We can do that in the evening. So I just let them feel safe and comfortable that they're choosing the, the, the right option by going with the local um, small business because we do a lot of bids. I mean, I don't know if you guys know where I'm at, but I'm in Kokomo, Indiana. We're the home of Chrysler. We've got like three Chrysler factories within 15 miles. A lot of people, um, and we're not the biggest cleaning company. I mean, there's a huge, massive cleaning company that takes care of their plants, and they could hire those type of companies. They just don't. Mm -hmm. But what you're doing is, like we talked about briefly yesterday, it's that education. It's informing them how you're different, obviously, from your competition, allowing them to become comfortable with you, um, and pretty much doing it like we've talked about before on this show, kind of the sale before the sale. I mean, you're allowing that customer to become so comfortable with you prior to even bringing up numbers that now once you bring those numbers up, it's it's a no brainer. They're ready to book. They're ready to get your service and ready to get on that calendar ASAP. Yeah. Um, now, I know you mentioned briefly before um, when we were kind of chatting before we went live that you have some interesting ways that you go about your agreements and that kind of plays into how you do your sales pitch as well. Yeah. Um, I think you said there was three different ways that you go about that. Do you mind kind of breaking those down a little bit? Yeah, so I I wouldn't I prepare like three different things that I include in the service agreement and then three tips that I go about selling the commercial account. So with this, I'll go ahead and just go over some of the things that I do about selling the accounts. Is that okay? okay. Yeah, that'd be great. So and then you can like, go over the service agreement things with me in a few minutes. So. Right. Oh <laughs> We're yeah, gonna handle both of them. I yeah. told so, Megan would love it. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing that you just said, Tay, was building the value over the price. So that was the number one thing I had on my list, build the value over the price. So how do I do this? Um, first thing we do is we talk about how we're different. We're a local cleaning company. We're a small business. Martha, I always talk about that family touch too, because that usually gets people. Um, um, you know, the story behind my cleaning company is, you know, the C's, the CNC cleaning services actually stand for my great grandmothers. So if I can actually get that going and talking to them about that, I know that, you know, I've kind of won them over on that tip. Um, but oh, the grandma card, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So, so for, wow. for the commercial, side legend um, we do have to go out to the site to do a walkthrough okay um and again this may not be the best fit for people that are wanting to not work their business right but for some people that are still wanting to grow and have massive growth year over year this is the process so we go out we meet them face to face um but at that walkthrough we never provide a price so that walkthrough is just the initial conversation. And sometimes depending on the size of the facility or depending on, you know, how picky the client is, there may be numerous walkthroughs. You know, I might do a walkthrough and then next week I'll say, hey, you know, I need to do another walkthrough. There's some questions that I have and, you know, let's meet back up. So now I'm building that value over time. Um, and then I let them know that I'm going to work up a custom proposal based on the conversation we had. Okay. And that proposal can take anywhere from two to three days. And sometimes it can take two or three weeks. And sometimes I do that to, to let, to, to see how, how interested they are with, 
um, having CNC. I mean, believe it or not, there's times that I don't want an account and they'll call me back and they're like, hey, where's that proposal? And I'm like, oh, I'm working on it. <laughs> and then, you know, um, just because they may be, you know, just they may not be a good fit. But then over time, they show that they really do want to use us. So I send it over and usually those are the deals that, that we get too easily. So the second thing is, um, I'm always upfront about the service agreement. So I don't wait until the end of the sales process to say, oh, by the way, there's a 12 month commitment or whatever. No, I'm always upfront. Um, I let them know that, hey, we require a 12 month commitment minimum. And I usually wait to hear that feedback. 95, I would say 95% of our customers are like, oh yeah, that's not a big deal. Because most of the time, these clients, they're, they're really busy people, right? Um, like, like I told you guys before, you know, one of our clients is, is Tyson's food services. They don't want to talk about cleaning every day. They got Corona to deal with. They got meat to get out. I mean, they got a whole hiring issue for themselves. I mean, they don't want to talk about cleaning services all the time. So when they know that we've got a year locked in, then they know that we're not going to have to keep having these conversations every single month about price, about our hiring issues, none of that. So they, they know that, hey, when they say there's going to be a contract, they're putting their trust in us that we're going to do the job and we're going to do the hiring, we're going to do all that stuff. So I'm usually upfront about that. And then the last thing I would say that would be a good tip is don't be afraid to walk away from the deal. So don't let a client that's discouraged about, you know, a contract, you know, don't, I wouldn't let that deviate from, from the process, right? Um, of course, you know, there's some contracts that we have to, you know, add different stipulations because of the type of client they are. Um, uh, one a good example is, is Xfinity, Comcast. Do you guys have Comcast where you're at? Yeah. Okay. So, so they're a client of ours. We clean every building in uh, Kokomo. And one of the things they were like, oh, we don't, we don't sign contracts. I'm like, oh, well, you're going to be signing a contract if you want to do business with us. So normally we require 12 months, but for Comcast, um, they were like, well, we'll sign a contract, but let's do six months. And as long as that works out, we'll, we'll keep it going. So we did a six month to start and that was three years ago. So they've been a client for three years um, and they're a really great client, really laid back, easy going client. Um, but so, um, but if they wouldn't have done a contract at all, um, I would have walked away um, because it's, it's too much work to hire staff for a specific account just for that account to come to you in a month and say, hey, we don't want you anymore, you know, for whatever the reason is. We have to work out those issues. So that contract, or I should say service agreement, allows us to do that. And that's the last thing too. I call it a service agreement, not a contract. Um, it sounds like <laughs> so. Agreements sound a little bit more friendly. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. said, I just, for some reason, contracts terrify people. Yeah. Um, so whenever you see an agreement, it's a lot more comforting to say the least. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. Well, I feel like I can talk to you for hours about this because like I said, yesterday I sat down and I was like, I'm reworking any type of agreements that we want to put into place. I spent probably five, six hours on it and just like dove into it head first and already got our first person signed up on it yesterday. So nice. you are an wow. inspiration to me 100%. <laughs> and I can't thank you enough for that. Um, so hopefully once I can kind of roll this out a little bit more, I can kind of bring it to other people and really be mm -hmm. able to help others be able to, you know, integrate what I've done, but want to make sure it works good first before, <laughs> before yeah, I yeah. do that. But I know Megan wants to chat with you about some more. Can I say one other thing really quick too? Yeah, of course. No. <laughs> yes, of keep course. In, keep in mind that the the service agreement, it does help us because, you know, 
oh, it keeps them locked in for a certain period of time and it helps us measure what our growth is going to be year over year and things like that. But service agreement means you also have to do your job, <laughs> you know, because there's a lot of things in there that say what we have to do too. You know, if we, if we sign up a five day a week contract, we better show up five days a week. So it makes your whole team have to snap up into shape because we got to abide by those rules too. So that's just the other thing too that I like to throw out there. Accountability. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Yeah, I'm literally throw that word. Uh, <laughs> it was so funny because I, for like a year, have been wanting to figure this out for window cleaning, pressure washing, gutter cleaning. And Tay called yesterday and she's like, so I did it in like six hours and I'll be ready to show it to you next week. And uh, I'm going to have all the templates ready and Dom inspired me. I was like, who are you? Uh, We've created a monster day in the best way possible. I'm so I love impressed. It. Uh, and so I, I wanted to talk about those service agreements. I know we've, we've touched on them from a marketing standpoint. We've touched on them from a client uh, experience standpoint. I want to talk about it as a business owner, like what, what kind of assurance does that bring you as a business owner, especially in the middle of a global pandemic? Uh, for me in my window cleaning business, I've wanted to model off the maid service ever since I went to my first quality driven software uh, where I met you, Dom. And I remember Martha made us do this like speed dating thing where we had like three minutes to get to know each other. And you're so interesting and you have so many things. So we both ran out of time. And, um, and so we should finish that conversation at some point. But, you know, the idea of recurring. My, my girlfriend's looking at me because you said speed dating. She's like, no, I'm happily married. I'm happily married. Dom's happily in a relationship. Yeah, no, it sorry. It wasn't speed dating. Okay, what, what was it? It was business. like business. The speed business. Okay, that. Speed dating sounds so much cooler. Sorry, Dom's girlfriend. I'm, I'm going to stop talking. Uh, okay, but the idea was the maid service, like in window cleaning, we never talked about this. Maid service talks about your run rate and what you're on track to make this year. And in window cleaning, like everybody's a one-off normally. Uh, and you just kind of wait for the customer to call you back. And it makes our income really hard. So like February is our lowest month. And then June and December, we'll make four to five times as much as we make in February. So I love the idea of being able to plan hiring, be able to plan cash flow. And I feel like that's what you figured out in maid service, but you've done it in residential too, because it's not just weekly, bi-weekly cleans. It's with the service agreement for a year so that you as the owner have assurance. So I, I want you to talk to us about that and talk to us about how that feels like just out of the past four months, you know? Um, and the other thing I want you to mention is your balance. So I feel like you have a really good sense of a, a fine balance between residential and commercial um, mm -hmm. and how those play together in your business portfolio. So okay, I'm going to stop talking and Apologize to your girlfriend one more time and share with us all the things. Okay, so um, one of the things of how it feels, you know, with having service agreements is amazing. So when, you know, this crisis happened with COVID, um, and, and I guess this is regardless of the contracts and whatnot, commercial, the commercial aspect, there's no commercial company, there's no business out there looking to fire their cleaning service right now. Okay, none. If anything, people have been calling us and they're like, hey, you guys do once a day, I need you to do it twice a day. You know, they're increasing their frequency. Um, so for something like this, you know, commercial, they're, they're just not canceling their accounts. Now on the opposite side, residential, you know, a lot of us had to pause our services or, you know, stop them for, for certain reasons because of the state and local guidelines. But 
the, the, the value of having that service agreement, that service agreement still stands. So even once that's over, we still got to have a conversation about, okay, let's get your services back started. You know, let's get your services back started. Let's, uh, you know, okay, you're wanting to cancel. Well, well, let's have a conversation about that. Obviously, we're being a little bit more lenient because of what happened. People, a lot of people have lost their jobs and things like that. Um, but regardless, they have to have a conversation um, because they are in a service agreement. They have signed a document that says, hey, I want you to come back here once every month or once every two weeks for 12 months, right? Um, compared to if you're a cleaning service that does not have any service agreements um, or if you don't have any commitment, a lot of those customers could have just fell off the place of there. They don't have to contact you at all. You know, there's there's nothing else that has to be said after after the pandemic, regardless of whatever their situation has. Now, do we have some customers that have done that? Very, very few. There's probably five clients that I can write down that have just ghosted us. And when I find time, I'm sure I'll send them a letter or something. But but right now we're, we're just extremely flooded with business. So, you know, who cares? But um, so that's how it feels to me is it just gives you a little bit more, you know, security, I would say, when things like that happen. Um, I didn't plan for a virus to happen, but I did plan for um, an economy to shift, for sure. Uh, you have like a whole nother side business that's planned <laughs> yeah, when that, 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 that makes money off if the economy shifts. Yeah. I mean, you're a genius. I, yeah. I feel like every week we bring somebody on, we're like, you're gonna talk about this. And then you've turned out to have like five hands and five pots, you know, and yeah. all these adventures. We could go on forever, but well, that's why I, that's why I feel safe on that. Yeah, and I think from the customer experience, Martha, something you always talk about is like you're busy as a homeowner. You don't want to think about it. You don't want to renegotiate it. And Dom, you said these commercial contracts, they don't want to talk about cleaning every day. No. They just want you to come in and do it, and they want you to do what you promised the way yep. you said. So, yep. is that part of your sales pitch? Uh, that you know, explaining what we do and every yeah. So in well, the like like this service agreements for your benefit you know, maybe even Absolutely. more so than for our Absolutely. Benefit, right? So the same thing that Tay was talking about, like the accountability portion is, you know, so when we're telling them like, okay, here's the thing, here's the reason for the service agreement. And for residential, for, for the people that may want to start the service agreements on the residential is we keep them that, we do flat rate pricing. So if we give you a rate of 150 biweekly, we're in a contract for 12 months now for that rate. If you start getting messier, you know, we could be screwed on that, right? But we're in that for 12 months. So, of course, we we price accordingly for those things, but we're locked in, you know. So if you if you if 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 you have another kid or you get a pet or anything like that, you're locked in for the 12 months. Only time that's going to change is if we start adding stuff to the service or if you move, right? Um, so absolutely, I, I definitely sell the value of them having the contract more than just the value of us. I, I mean, I just, I love everything about it. Um, I loved the idea that uh, I just read the automatic customer, which was a really, really good read. And the idea is like with regular recurring revenue, your, your company becomes more sellable because now you have enforceable contracts that are independent of you as the owner. Um, but also you can plan, like mm -hmm. you can hire and you can buy equipment and you can add crews and, and you can see the train coming in terms of busyness well in advance um and i think it also gives you the permission that you're talking about to be uh pickier right yeah. because you you have more control over your income yeah. uh I, I just love it um i had a note here that said contracts versus service agreements but i feel like you touched on that with pay i mm. love the idea that a grin agreement is friendlier um what about that residential commercial balance like how do you find that like what are you are you 50 50 are you 40 60 80 20 
and how did you determine what was right for your business? Because I know Martha is going to talk to you a little bit about how, you know, your internal customer avatar is going to be different when you shift to commercial. And in our window cleaning business, we've been a little nervous because we know that things are a little different when we go commercial. Uh, mm -hmm. Our systems are going to have to adjust for that commercial work. And I've yeah. been kind of trying to squeeze the cottage cheese and residential before I make that shift. So I'd love to hear how you decided <laughs> to do that. So one of the things I'll say for my business is the revenue for commercial is much higher, um, but we have much less accounts. So we may only have 45 commercial accounts, but the revenue is much higher than the residential. So to, to, make, to make up how much those 45 accounts would, are going to do, we would probably have to have an additional 100 residential customers. I mean, the average residential customer is what, 3,500 to 4,500, something like that, compared to an average commercial account, maybe 35,000, you know? So, that, I mean, there's, that's the huge difference. And the, and the thing that we've noticed is commercial accounts are much easier. You're not going in there deep cleaning, <laughs> you know, you're vacuuming trash, bathrooms, you know, you're dusting maybe once a month and you're cleaning out the fridge maybe once a month. So it's much easier. Um, so for, for, for our business, I definitely love the commercial better. I'm going to lie to you. I love dealing with, you know, professionals and, you know, I love the sales process. Um, and I love servicing them much better than servicing 200 residential customers. Um, so that for our business, our commercial, our priority, and then comes the residential for sure. Does that answer your question? You had another question. Well, too. I'm, I'm, no, I'm thinking like you're kind of pumpkin planning your business, but you're pumpkin planning it with a commercial and yeah. you're looking at those average tickets and yeah. um, you can get a lot further with fewer accounts. Correct. And with your service agreements, there's less risk, right? Like I feel like for us, because we're still reactive, those big mm -hmm. accounts are huge. I yeah. mean, they're, you know, they're 100 times the size of a residential account. But mm -hmm. they're, we don't know if they're going to come back the next year. And if we yeah. invest in equipment, we don't know how that's going to work. So I love yep. I love it. Okay, I have to ask you two <laughs> questions that are off topic. These are your bonus surprise questions. One is, have you filed your taxes yet? Because tomorrow yeah. is the deadline to all of our listeners. Don't forget to file an extension tomorrow or taxes, unless you live in Idaho, in which case you're a month late. So, um, so remember I told you I purchased a house. You did buy a house. In the middle of so, coronavirus, you bought a house. So look. I had to file my taxes. Okay, good. You remembered. I'm very proud of you. I had to, uh, not only did I have to file them, I had to pay everything. So yeah. It's a good day every day, except for the day that your tax bills do, but it means you made good. But it does make me feel good that those are, this is probably the earliest that I've done them in the past three or four years. And it does make me feel relieved. Well, I'm very proud of you. I have not filed my taxes. Mine is always the last one to be done, but I have filed my extension. So tomorrow is the deadline. If you're watching, please be sure to file your extension uh, and maybe send your accountant like a thank you note or a virtual hug or something. Uh, the other thing I want to ask you is PPP. Did you get a PPP? Um, have you applied for a PPP? Just liking to check in with all of our guests every week and make sure. You Absolutely. Okay. So um, we have a local bank here that did it, got it approved. We were on like the very first round. So extremely blessed for that. Um, yeah, we, we got it. Good. So if you're a listener and you haven't gotten it or you still don't know what it is, they extended it last week or even this week. I think like on Monday they extended it. Uh, you have till August 8th to apply. If you don't know what the PPP is yet, please reach out to me. I would like to help you. 
Um, it's a gift that is going away very quickly and there's still a hundred billion dollars left to spend. And Megan, you were, you were extremely helpful in that whole process at the very. Oh, we lost you again. Hitting us with updates. And I was just like, okay, this is, this is next. This is, oh, you're losing me. Is no, you're back. no, we got you. But either or, um, you were very, very helpful in the process. Like you were more helpful than the bank. And and you were yeah, you were sending out updates quicker than than the bank was sending out updates. So thank you for that. But right back at you, I don't know how many times I'd post an article and be like, well, well, this hasn't been voted on yet. And then because yeah, but only because only because like yeah, I was yeah, only yeah, because of you were were posting <laughs> that stuff. So I had to, I kept all of it. So so no, I appreciate that. I loved it. I smiled every time, and I was like, oh, I just love you were so on it. So um, those were my two like sidebar kind of independent of you. Very proud of you for filing your taxes. Um, if you have not applied for PPP yet, that window is closing very fast. Please do that. And I'm going to pass you off to Michelle. Okay. Hi there. Hi. <laughs> well, I know in terms of systems, because that's what we talk about systems and operations. I know that you're a service autopilot user mm -hmm. and you use service autopilot, which really helps with those recurring jobs, right? I'm assuming mm -hmm. that you have all your residential on a recurring packages that go every week or every two weeks. Yep. Um, tell me how you use service autopilot if at all for commercial and how you interact with um another platform that we talked about yesterday called cleanguru.net which i have never even heard of before so explain to the listeners kind of how that process is when you kind of interact with service autopilot and cleanguru.net i got Please. you so <laughs> a couple of things that i like to go with so we do use quickbooks still so even okay. though we use service autopilot all of our real accounting is done in QuickBooks. Okay. Got it. So, <laughs> so all of our, um, so like for the residential side, all of that stuff's in service autopilot and same thing with the commercial, all of those jobs get closed out there and all of that good stuff. But as far as like our actual sales, like when we deposit and things like that, mm -hmm. all of that stuff will get, you know, reconciled with within QuickBooks and things like that. Um, so I use service autopilot for both. Um, we use clean guru i believe it's cleanguru.net is the the software and they do um a bid there's a bidding uh, process with there where you can basically put in the type of building that you're trying to um bid for so like let's say you're bidding um a uh, retail store then it will automatically put in there that you got a sales floor you've got the office you got bathrooms and Ooh. things like that and it will put a lot of that information in there for you. Um, so you can just kind of, you don't even have to really type all that stuff up. It'll just put it in there as templates of things already built. Oh, um, that's super yeah. helpful. And then it will also recommend things that are normally done in a janitorial cleaning. So a lot of times people will message me and say, hey, so what's the difference about this commercial? Mm -hmm. And if you just sign up for that software, it'll tell you what people are pretty much doing when they go into these buildings, right? Um, so that's a really good software. It does pricing for you. So you can put in there how much your average employee makes, how much payroll taxes wow. are in your area, how much profit you want to make. You, you punch all that stuff in and then you press mm -hmm. a button and it'll calculate how much the monthly rate is. And that's another wow. thing too. So for residential services, we're accustomed to charging by the service. For commercial, we don't do by the service. We do a flat monthly rate. A business mm -hmm. owners don't want, oh, there was three services this month or two services. No, they don't want that. They want to know how much it is per month, every month for the next 12 months. So that's how wow. we 
um, construct our pricing. So for maid service people um, that are watching, if you are normally used to charging $150 a service and you're going to do it, you know, once a week, you're going to multiply that 4.33. That's the number. That that 0.33 is a is a real tip when you're doing yeah. trying to construct your monthly rate. So that's the softwares I use. That's awesome. So once you create the profile or the sort of overview proposal in cleanguru.net, when it comes time to do the recurring charges and sending out the invoicing, do you move it back to service autopilot or do you do the financial part and the scheduling part in cleanguru? How's that okay. work? So um, I do the I do the scheduling all through service autopilot. Okay. But the the billing is through QuickBooks for the Got it. Okay. So, so okay. this this might be redundant or I don't really know. And Megan, you might be able to help me on this, but for QuickBooks- I'm still smiling. I haven't cringed yet, so <laughs> but, keep but going. For, for the commercial accounts, um, we send, a, so we send one invoice a month. So here's how we do it. We do it very similar to, so I worked at Verizon. So all of the places I've worked at, I've taken the way that their processes work. So Verizon bills you in advance. I don't know if you guys yep. know that. Okay, yep, so yep. we bill in advance also. So the month of, we're in month of July. So all of our commercial accounts received their invoice the first day of July, okay? They received it at the, the very first and then they have 30 days to pay it. So by the time that bill is due, we've actually completed our services, okay? okay. That gets us paid faster too, because a lot of people will send out that check way before the 30th is, is up. So that's one of the things that we do. And I, and I do all that stuff in QuickBooks because I reconcile it there. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just going to interact for just a second. And Michelle, you're going to love it because you like automations. Um, I, I would encourage you to look into the recurring sales receipts option in QuickBooks. So there's a way of doing it automatically every single month. And what I do with my clients is I actually store their bank account information after I get a signed service agreement. So this is for likes accounting, not for Jeff likes Clean Windows. Still mm -hmm. trying to sort this out for Jeff likes Clean Windows. But for likes accounting, I get their bank auto draft information. I get a signed agreement. I have a signed engagement letter. I put it in QuickBooks Online as a recurring sales receipt and it auto charges their card. So it auto sends them an invoice and then two days later it auto charges their card. Um, and, and for me, it's taken, the firm I came from same way, uh, it took an entire day to do billing every single month. And when I went out on my own, I was like, there's no way I'm gonna spend a day doing yeah. billing. I, I'm yeah. busy doing <laughs> other things. So um, yeah, I think running it through QuickBooks is fine. I've heard interesting things about a service autopilot QuickBooks integration. I usually encourage people not to integrate them, run them as separate systems. But um, yeah, I think I think you're on absolutely on the right track. And QuickBooks can be fantastic for those regular recurring invoices for sure. Yeah, love it, love it. Okay. I also used CleanGuru.net when we were doing commercial services. I hands down, it just creates such a professional um, bid for the you know, the client that you're working with. And um, like you said, Dom, just you put in the numbers, it spits all that out to you. You can customize if there's certain things that you're not going to do at that company or you're going to add. Um, you can adjust your profit level. Uh, I just, it was great. And now we did bill out of service autopilot we would on the 25th of every month, the month prior, mm -hmm. we would spit out the bill for that upcoming month. And then we gave mm -hmm. them the till the 15th. 
So okay. you're more generous than we were. <laughs> but I loved, it was just automatic. And uh, it, I, I love that. Well, awesome. I'm, I will assign some homework that has to do with cleanguru.net and pass you on to Martha because she's got a million good questions for you. Thank you. One, one other tidbit for, for Megan yeah. really quick. So Megan, <laughs> we did do the reoccurring invoices before. Years ago, I used to do that in QuickBooks. Now, it wasn't sales receipt. It was just reoccurring invoice. And then what happened was it was going through as like a, you know, how sometimes automated messages get put in spam or something. So that is what's ha what happened. And one or two months went by where we were getting invoices late. So it was a crisis. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so I'm a, so I'm a little, I'm a little still hesitant about doing that. It does need to be automated. Um, we'll test it out. The recurring sales receipt is a huge improvement. It's what, like they took all the feedback that we've been giving about recurring invoices, which have existed for years. And they've really refined that process. Okay. So just give yeah. it a give it a quick look. It does it, it does not, take a while for me to do it all day. Every, yeah, every and it's not intuitive, right? Like sales receipt. I don't know. I wouldn't have known to look there in QuickBooks for that because I was I would have been looking for the invoice. Yeah. Um, but it it kills all the birds with one stone, and it, it's awesome. Okay. So, I'll look that yeah. up. And then let me know. I'd love to get feedback. Like, uh, you know, if you end up going to spam, still that doesn't work. But for my clients, that doesn't seem to be a problem. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Our Thanks, Dom. I'm going to pass you on to Martha. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk employees. And uh, we chatted a little bit yesterday about the fact that commercial employees and what I call the, the employee avatar is very different from residential employees. And uh, I say very, but it, there's definitely differences in the way that you write your ad and the people who are attracted to that job. Mm -hmm. So tell me about what you found, like when you're writing the ad or you're looking for that employee, what are the differences that are top of mind to you? Okay. So one of the things I'll say about employees it, it, when one of the things I learned early on when I first started my business is it's very, very difficult to hire part-time people because you really want someone that that's committed full-time. They don't have enough time to go out and look for another job because you got them working all the time. Um, you know, they, they depend on you for all their income, all that good stuff. So the commercial part though, is most of those accounts, you know, a building is not going to take eight hours to do. So it's not, they're not full-time gigs, right? Um, so the way that we, um, the, the best people that I've found are some people that are like retired that want, you know, just some extra income. Um, right now we've got a couple um, uh, people that are in college and, you know, they don't really have the ability to work all day because they're a full-time student. So that's really good. Um, and then there's just people, believe it or not, there's people out there that only want to work part time, you know, mothers or, you know, people that don't have to necessarily work a full time job, but they still want to work to have their own money that really works out well for them too. Um, and then there's the other niche, which are people that work a full time job in the daytime and need you as additional income to actually, you know, support their lifestyle. Um, so those are really the type of people that we market to, um, but it's all part-time. The only 
full-time evening person that we have usually is like the supervisor. Mm -hmm. um, but, but what I'll tell you though, is we do pay, we try to pay a little bit more because it is evening time and we depend on them to show up for sure. And we also bonus around attendance. We don't do that on the day crew really, but on the night crew, um, the commercial, we do bonus around attendance because we do have those contracts. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, even if they do a mediocre job that night, the key is I need you to show up, <laughs> okay? <laughs> because I'm in that contract, so. But Jeff has five guys out today, five. It was drama, oh, drama at 6.30. Oh five call outs? Five call outs in one day. <laughs> Oh, Martha, Martha, he needs your help again. You got to help I, those attendants. Fall. I know what one or two does to me. Five yeah. is wow. Yeah, we had a husband and wife crew that they both were night owls and um, they didn't like daytime schedule. And so I, they worked for us for years doing commercial and um you know they would start about five and then midnight-ish and uh they were great they that was uh you know it just worked for everybody they liked their schedule they liked that they could work together and we know that commercial cleaning is much lower key than residential and so sometimes they would sub for us in residential and they did a great job, but they did not like it because it's a different animal as we know. And uh, the, the clients are so different for commercial and residential. So residential yeah. definitely harder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it is. it's hard work. Like it's definitely harder than commercial. Like me, you know, if, if I go out to a job and I'm with my employees, I'll hop in there and, you know, vacuum an office or something because, you know, it's relaxing. It's cool. But for, for residential, that's oh, work. <laughs> back, back in the day where I would sub some, I was like, please don't make me dust. Please. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I never felt like I could meet. <laughs> our quality standards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay, so I said I also wanted to ask you about how the challenges and the advantages of having family that work in the office, especially with you being CEO and um and actually, I've never had any family work in my maid service, but my son is like my right-hand man for <laughs> Quality Driven. And uh, I know I was very apprehensive to hire family because I have a feeling you're the same way. Yeah. I don't care if you're family, if you can't meet the standards, you're out and yeah. I have a feeling you're the same way so yeah let's um, talk about that let's see because I guess your girlfriend is working in the office as well no 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 she's here because we're moving today so after we get off this call we're going to check oh, okay <laughs> so so no so so my mom um 
she's been the operations manager. She's she's more, I mean, because because we've grown. So she's more of, of the field manager now because she really doesn't love the office stuff. She, she doesn't like that. She actually likes being out in the field, talking with the employees, the clients and stuff. And then she also loves sales. So, and I love that she loves sales because that's, I love sales. <laughs> so, um, so one of the things, the, 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 the benefit of, I would say is having family work for you, especially like your mother or your, or your son um, would be, is the, the trust level for sure. Um, yeah. The trust level is, is way higher than, you know, pretty much any other employee, right? Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys are all the same, just like you said, you know, your husband had five people call off today. Um, you can't trust people, you know, they, they may be a great employee and things may be going extremely well. You could be paying them really well and you could be doing all of the culture stuff, Martha, you know, you know that you can. And then all of a sudden they come in and they're like, hey, I'm quitting. And not only am I quitting, I'm quitting today. <laughs> you know, Today's my last day. You're like, what? No two weeks notice, none of that. And you're just bummed because you're like, oh my gosh, this employee was great, amazing. Clients love them. They did amazing and, you know, they're just quitting on me, you know, like that. Um, you don't really expect that out out of one of your family members. Now, I won't say one of your family members, your mother, you don't, or your son, you don't expect that. Um, because I have had other family members work for me and uh -huh. they haven't worked out, right? Yeah. Um, so that that that's the one of the benefits. I can always count on her to show up and make sure, you know, she's putting her effort to get the job done. Um, now, the the things that I hate about it, you know, it's very hard to discipline, you know, yeah. um, you know, it's very hard to, you know, do you write up your mother or do you just have a conversation and document, right? I mean, what do you really do? Because when you write up people, I mean, that's the intention with terminating them down the road, right? So how do you handle that? It's a very weird thing to do. Um, so, that's that's one of the 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 downfalls with it but i i think trust trumps everything and especially in a business that we're in um that's why that's why i would think i would love i love having her here for sure yeah. i can trust her more than any other employee right right and and definitely loyalty i mean you know a close family member is in it right there with you and mm -hmm. Even if they don't have a piece of ownership, they feel like they're helping their company grow mm -hmm. as well. So, yep. yeah, no, I think it's great. And honestly, uh, I would write up Zach in a heartbeat if I needed to. I mean, uh, I, I'm just that. I, I do feel like there's a dynamic like your kid, you know, who you've been disciplining your entire life and your parent who's been disciplining That is a good point that uh, I'm used to disciplining, you know, back in earlier days when I had a say so mm -hmm. I'm used to disciplining kids, but uh, you're right. If my mom was still around and I, that would be a whole nother dynamic. So <laughs> my mom would let you know that that is not happening. <laughs> so, so my mom is very motivated by money. 
okay? Mm-hmm. Um, which that's really easy. Yeah. People that are motivated by money, that's the easiest thing, right? Yeah. Um, um, so for her, you know, honestly, a suspension or anything like that would affect her way more than, you know, trying to write her up or anything like that. Uh-huh. Just suspending her and start messing with her money. <laughs> that, that's the easiest, <laughs> easiest way to really, really do that. But so, yeah. Yeah. But we haven't had to do that in a long time. So. Anybody out there that's listening have family that works for them? And uh, what are your challenges? I know many, many of my friends, Kyle Walker, his mom is the operations manager. Um, the Diana Henley has her daughter as operation manager. And then her son is in the pest control side. Uh, she had a son-in-law. You know, um, so we had my brother as like one of our early technicians for two years, and we had my aunt as our office manager for the first five years, and we had my mm-hmm. sister-in-law helping with sales for about a year. Uh, but we, we, I think, we've made it through all the family at this point. I think we're mm-hmm. we're back on to like <laughs> true, uh, true. Love it. Um, it'll be interesting with whatever happens with the economy. I mean, I feel like. It is hard when you have family that needs a job and you are looking for people you trust. Um, But hopefully everybody stays employed and it works out fine. And Martha, I will say this too about the whole benefit of family is when you're a small company and you really don't have a lot of money to pay people, you know, family's going to understand that and do it less until you, you know, get to that level. So, you know, five, seven years ago, we didn't offer health insurance, you know? So how do you do that? How do you go and, you know, work with your mom and say, Hey, you know, you're quitting your job and you're coming to work here and we don't offer health insurance, you know, mm-hmm. and you need health insurance. So she, she had to wait, you know, she, she put her work in too, until we could really get to a point where I could afford to do the things that I need to do as an employer, you know? So I have to remember those things, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're right. That is, that is the gold part of it is that they they understand they see behind the scenes more than anybody else would understand um and sweet gina, gina. Oh, gina. An angel no write-ups necessary <laughs> <laughs> you know i megan has heard me um through the journeys of i i have watched family dynamics and other companies and uh, truthfully, and I know myself that I know I'm not going to just put up with substandard work. So I was just like, oh, I just don't know if I want to go down this road. And, you know, I remember telling Megan, oh, you know, and um, you're right, Gina, he has done a wonderful job and uh, super proud of him. But (sighs) It is scary. And, uh, and we have people, we, well, everybody really besides Dom and I have spouses that work with us and I can, my husband and I have agreed a long time ago, that'll never work for us. Um, (laughs) but you three have made it work. And, uh, so we have to wrap it up soon, right? Yeah, yep, we do. Yeah, quickly, quickly talk about because I do think this is important. I think that it's very common. Um, 
just quickly say you three how you make working to together work and it not hurt your relationship oh man i mean i'll, I'll go question. first because it's not been an easy road <laughs> jeff and i've been married 10 years this year um and we have been through some trials in the business we've had our business for 13 years um definitely ours even though we weren't married built it started it together um and we i mean when we would get i know if you've ever heard me speak you know that i live in california it's not a very employer-friendly state and we have been sued by employees a lot like six times and every one of those lawsuits was so hard on our marriage and so hard on our relationship because it felt like as people we did something wrong and as a company we did something wrong and it was really hard because jeff was in the field and i was the one dealing with the attorneys it was really hard to get on the same page and i remember distinctly one bad round of lawsuits uh we we could not talk we couldn't like we could not separate business we could not separate personal and we signed up for a sign language class and semester long sign language class and we had to sit in the same room together without talking to each other because you couldn't talk in sign language class and i swear that saved our marriage and our business and um ever since then we've figured out like how to stop talking right and for us when we did the time out in our business marriage whatever that is uh we just say same team that's like our that's our safe word we just say same team we want the same thing we're on the same page we're going the same direction even if we want to get there from different angles that's our timeout. It's just same team. And yesterday we had a same team moment because Jeff had four callouts yesterday, five today. And um, we've recently become parents for the summer with our niece. And so we were like juggling kid and dinner and callouts and attendance policies. And uh, we had to do one of those timeouts and same team. We're going the same direction. We'll figure this out together. Um, so right. it's not always sunshine and rainbows, but um, what we've built is pretty awesome and it makes it worth it. And um, and both in our marriage and in our business. So yeah, that, that's my very transparent answer to that question. I yeah, no, I, and I appreciate that because I feel like it helps other people. And I love the same team. I love, I love that because don't you do that too, Michelle? Um, yeah, but my it's my sister and brother-in-law's term that is just, hilarious and makes you laugh so if it gets bad we invoke juicy turkey and it's truly the word we use and i'll just say oh juicy turkey and and it's like everybody just stops so it's really silly but um clearly defined roles is also the thing that helps us it's just doug does a very certain set of things and i do a very certain set of things and they don't interact with each other or cross over each other so that helps <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned that when you're like passionate and kind of angry about something sure that makes you draw it out or i do i have to go to the whiteboard i have to go to the whiteboard and write it down and so then once it's out then we can kind of attack it together and that helps yeah yeah, yeah. take it to the whiteboard <laughs> and tay so, i'm i'm kind new. Of new at this full-time working together I am. It's new. Um, I feel like I'm adapting pieces from both Megan and Michelle as I've been like kind of <laughs> learning and being mentored in a sense. Um, my husband and I are ma have been married not even a year yet. We got married last September. Um, I joined the business in June of this year full time. So for me, it's that's been a transition in itself. You know, I would help Damien when I could. Um, it was very limited because I was working a full time job prior to. So now that I have my, you know, I'm 
fully in the business, you know, jumped headfirst in with everything. It's kind of been similar to Michelle. We've, we really have two different defined roles. I love office work so much. Um, I love, you know, being able to figure out the system and kind of figure out what's going to work best for us where he loves being outside. He needs to be in the field. He needs to be something in his hands to be working. Um, so he loves that aspect of the business. So that's been good that we have those two clearly defined roles. Um, I would say I'm a pen to paper kind of person. I have to write things down to figure it out, to figure out what I need to do, and then I can collaborate with him. So we've actually worked out since we are separated 90% of the day when we come to work time, um, we have one hour of collaboration. So once he comes home, we sit down and I say, okay, this is what I've worked on today. I've got all the notes ready for you. Let's sit down and let's have a brainstorm session for an hour. Cause that's the amount of time I know I can take from him mentally to be able to keep him attentive without, you know, completely draining him and completely ruining our evening too. And once that hour of brainstorming is done and completed, then we close everything up, we wrap it up and it's, you know, either a workout or we're walking the dogs or we're kind of clearing our heads to make sure we can go into our evening. So those are, like I said, I'm still new. I'm still trying everything, but that seems to be working for us so far. Super. Love it. Let's um, go around and do homework real quick. I'm sorry, Martha, you have something else? Oh, all I was gonna say is um, before we wrap up to talk about the fact that kind of what we talked about yesterday and that we are still on for our retreat that is October oh, yeah. 1st through 3rd. And, yep. you know, we, we revisited it a little bit recently um because huge convention which we were all going to and um we were actually speaking as a panel there and i guess still will just virtually um anyway they just announced that they were canceling so that was what made us revisit you know what are we doing and the thing about it is we know there are a lot of people out there just like us that are dying to travel safely um, and dying to be with people. And so what is awesome about the retreat that we have planned, um, other than the hands-on stuff we're gonna give you is, I, I mean, it's the so- The hands-on physically distant, right? Like the hands-on yeah. six feet away stuff <laughs> we're gonna give you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh you know what's unique is that it's only 20 people and this house is i don't know five six thousand square feet so it's going to be very easy to socially distance if that's what you want to do and it's a small group so it's not like you know these thousand two thousand conventions that are getting people together, which they just don't have the opportunity to do it. So um, anyway, for those of you on the fence, listen, things are closing up. Ours is going to be a great experience. And we really hope to see you there because we will cap it at the 20 because we have to because of the nature of what we're doing. So that's all I wanted to say. Awesome. Love it. A round robin of homework real quick. Yeah, please. Okay. Go ahead, Tay. Um, so we talked a lot today about 
commercial contracts and how to be able to kind of start going about those for your business. So a um, couple of things that we had mentioned was SEO. Make sure that you do have keywords in your SEO campaign related to commercial contracts. So not contracts, I should say, but commercial work. Um, and that can just be as simple as, you know, commercial cleaning. That can be the basic keyword. You only have to add one in and, you know, speak to your SEO company if you do have it. Um, if you don't, then I recommend going the grass, grassroots route. And when you're driving around your community this week, if you, you know, see an opportunity for you to be able to walk in and introduce yourself to another contractor and say, Hey, we're here to help you. We can help you clean, or we can help you get this paint job done. Or, you know, it looks like you may not have someone contracted to finish the roof. I highly doubt that's a possibility, but you never know. Um, let's, let's start a conversation. Let's chat. So. SEO is going to be the one option. If you do have that, make sure you have a commercial keyword. Grassroots is going to be get out in your neighborhood, meet some people, get face to face and interact with one another. And well, six feet apart, of course, but <laughs> definitely get, get in touch with some of your local community there. Love it. Awesome. Um, and for me, I want you to look at a service agreements. So if you don't have them right now, I want you to explore some, maybe look for a couple of examples. Um, also, I want you to think about terms. Dom, I loved when you said Comcast, you know, your standard was 12 months. You're, you're not interested in working in, with anybody who's not in service agreement. Um, and then you can deviate if you need to, if you need to make that exception for six months. And Comcast has been with you for three years. So that was a good call. You got them in early. Um, so I just, you know, I, if you are in the cleaning business, uh, you're probably used to regular recurring revenue, but what I'm guessing is you don't actually have service agreements for your residential customers. So I'd like you to explore it. And if you're in window cleaning, I'm pretty confident you don't have service agreements or recurring revenue. So I'd really like you to look at that. And the power of that is what if your June could be the same as your February? Like that to me is amazing. That's absolutely incredible. So that that's, I, I want you to just look at it, explore it. If I find some good resources, I'll throw them in. I'm, I'm an accountant, not an attorney. Dom, I have a feeling you have a great relationship with an attorney. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try and find some stuff for you and you should do some research on your own too. And like Tay said, agreement sounds so much friendlier than contract, but like Dom said, it is a written agreement that will protect you and protect the client. Awesome. And I'm going to throw up the link to cleanguru.net. They're offering a 30 day free trial. I'm not associated with them, not yet, but I really like their platform. I dug around in it yesterday and I think it's awesome. So I'm going to encourage everybody to at least check it out and at least do the trial period, make up a couple of um, proposals and see how it looks. Yeah. And Dom, if you have a referral link, you can absolutely throw that in. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> Um, and I am going to give you the homework of considering part-time employees. So it's really kind of strained from what we talked about, but I thought about if you don't do commercial and you don't plan to do commercial, um, what Dom and I discussed was, you know, he talked about your commercial people are going to be part-time. Well, for myself, I run a lot of part-time residential people too. And the reason I do that is I am looking for the right person, not necessarily, I shouldn't say not the right schedule, but 
You went out, Martha. Oh, I think we lost her. Yeah. Oh, I should screenshot this. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. This is payback from Uh-oh. yesterday. Um, I didn't. I'm gonna chime in for Martha real quick while she's yeah. in freezing. But um, I also encourage you to check out Hire Who. So if you are looking for an applicant tracking system, because we have heard from you for the past many, many, many weeks that you are having a hard time recruiting and that you are maybe getting crushed by that process of texting and emailing and arranging interviews, I highly encourage you to check out Hire Who. Dom, I'm sure you have a link or something that you could share with us, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, think you absolutely be the feeling and need that we've been hearing. Yeah, it's hirewho.co. So not .com, hirewho.co. So. Awesome. Beautiful. And, and we like, did Martha's lose her. Gone. She's gone. She's gone. She disappeared. <laughs> she ghosted well, us. Okay. Well, thank and... you for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week. Sorry, Michelle, you've yeah. got a quote of the That's week. That's okay. I've right? got a quote for us. And it's from Vidal Sassoon, who was the guy that did fabulous hair in the 60s and 70s. And his quote for the day is, the only place that success comes before work is in the dictionary. So keep out there and keep working people and have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for joining us on Fight Club. Thanks, Tom. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.